With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Vicki Duval, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Sideline. I have a slightly different concept for today. You may or may not have seen the trend that was recently going around, I think maybe a couple weeks ago now, where people would pick their favorite or their best stroke from different players and create like their own ultimate mega player. I'm pretty late to the party now, but it's such a fun concept and I wanted to put my own little spin to it today. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to create three mega superhuman tennis players. Before I dive in, I want to give you my song of the week, and this week, the song is called Keeping Me Under by the artist Two Another, and that's two like the number two. In an attempt to make this slightly more interesting for myself, and hopefully for you too, I'm going to build an ultimate teenage player, one in their 30s, and then a retired player to fulfill my childhood dreams. I think I'm going to limit the retired player selection to only those I watched growing up, because or else that selection would be close to impossible, and ain't nobody got time to pull players from the 60s and 70s. I'm sorry. So we're going to divide the players into serve, forehand, backhand, foot speed, and mental fortitude. Alright, so my alpha teenage female tennis player would have Coco Goff serve, Iga Swiatek's forehand, Amanda Anisimova's backhand, Bianca Andreescu's speed, and Bianca Andreescu's mental. Isn't it kind of nuts how Bianca is still a teenager? That kind of shocked me when I was doing my research earlier. She seems so incredibly mature for her age, and honest to God, if this teenage player came to life and was standing on the other side of the net for me, I think I'd be completely petrified. I think what's so impressive about all these teenage players is their ability to be so fearless on the court, and they seem to come up with incredible shots under pressure. We saw that firsthand with Andrescu when she won Indian Wells and went on to win the US Open. She seemed so completely unfazed by the situation, like she'd been there so many times before, when in reality, both were pretty new experiences for her, I would say. I mean, she'd been on a big stage before in juniors, but this was a whole new territory, and she just looked like she completely belonged. And I read on her Wikipedia page that she won the US Open during her first main draw appearance. Can you imagine if something like that happened in life? Like... This is probably a bit of an extreme analogy, but it'd be like if you walked into a Fortune 500 company for your first day of work, 
and you like bust your chops all day and you work hard and by the end of it you leave being the ceo like what that's incredible <laughs> to be completely honest i'm not totally up to speed with the younger boys currently on the atp tour however i still have enough knowledge to create my ultimate alpha teen male tennis player and I think they would have Yannick Sinner's serve. Is it Sinner? 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 <laughs> Felix Oja Aliasim's forehand. Lorenzo Mosetti's backhand. Aliasim's speed and Yannick Sinner's mental. You know what's funny? I was getting ready to throw Alex Dimonor in the mix. And after I Googled him, I was like, right, okay, so he's not a teen anymore. <laughs> I'm not really sure when and how that happened, but I was not made aware. I feel like Aliasim could have very easily cleaned out the category here, but the only reason I didn't put him down for the serve as well is because I feel like his second serve can get a little bit volatile sometimes, and trust me, I'm no stranger to a dodgy second serve at times, but yeah, I've seen a couple instances where his timing just kind of goes off the rails, so I think that'd be his only weak point in his game. But. What's amazing to me is that these next-gen guys are so strong and they seem to carry themselves with such a presence. I mean, Yannick isn't as gusto as someone like Ali Asim, but I don't know what is in the water they're drinking. My brother and I love watching Felix play. And honestly, truly, I don't understand how he moves around the court the way he does. Like, his posture is always perfect and his head literally doesn't move. Next time you watch him play, look to see what I mean. It's kind of absurd. Like, I don't know if that's just extreme core strength or what. His legs do kind of look like tree trunks as well, so I'm sure that's boosting the posture somehow. But yeah, he's just incredible to look at as far as, like, a human presence on a tennis court. Alright, sideliners, we have two categories left, a player in their 30s and a retired player. I think I'm going to save the retired player for last because between me and you, that's the one I'm most excited about. I saw a tweet from Ben Rothenberg several days ago that said, The men between ages 0 and 32 have combined only to win two Grand Slams, and those men were Juan Martin Del Potro and Marin Cilic, and they're both currently 31 years old. I'm not really sure the timeline for this tweet, but I would assume it would be like, in the last decade maybe more i don't really know but like that's that blows my mind how amazing is it that the big four have managed to dominate the grand slam so much like that's completely wild so let's start with my alpha female tennis player in their 30s she would have serena williams's serve petra kvitova's forehand venus williams's backhand Angie Kerber's speed and Serena Williams's mental. Oh my god, can you even fathom it? <laughs> like, how many Grand Slams would this player have left in the tank to win? What a combination. It's honestly so impressive to me that the Williams sisters are still out here being so great and chasing Grand Slam titles. I can't even imagine the level of drive and mental fortitude they need to be so determined at their ages, like they've already accomplished so much in the game. And of course I understand they have a team around them to facilitate the rehab and recovery and make sure that their bodies, you know, stay together and as, as fit and healthy as possible. But I'm sitting here at 24 years old, like borderline going on 84, 
holding on to handrails when I go up the stairs, struggling to get off the sofa, and they've put their joints through so much. I mean, honestly, love or hate them, there's no denying that the Williams sisters are heroes for so many fans around the world. Let's transition now to our male player, and as much as I wanted to put Roger Federer in literally every single one of these categories, because he's bae and king forever, I will refrain. There was actually such a large pool of players to choose from, and this was actually pretty tough. I guess I never paid complete attention to how the older guys have dominated tennis over the years, and so this was, yeah, this was really difficult. And But we got there eventually, and my ultimate male tennis player in their 30s would have John Isner's serve, Roger Federer's forehand, Richard Gasquet's backhand, Novak Djokovic's speed, and Rafael Nadal's mental. Get out. Can you even fathom? Oh my god, this player would be a scandal. <laughs> there would be no grand slams to be had for any other human ever. Like... This player would single-handedly win a career Grand Slam every year, no question, like, no doubt. I was torn between choosing Nadal or Federer for the mental component, only because Federer has that calm inner confidence and poise, and Nadal is very fiery in his personality, obviously, like, you very clearly see on his face his emotions, and he's very vocal with his fighting. But ultimately, I think Nadal is one of the greatest fighters tennis has ever seen, and he definitely deserves the edge. Sideliners, I'm pretty happy with this mega player right now, and if they ever came to life or were actually real in some alternate universe, I would definitely have them sign my shirt and then frame it on my bedroom wall forever and always. Okay, yay! We're getting into the segment I was most looking forward to. Can you guess what time it is? I mean, yes, it's always snack time. But I'm also super pumped to tap into some nostalgia and build my ultimate retired player for the men and the women. Like I said earlier, I'm only going to limit the selection to players I actually watched growing up. Because, yeah, I'm fully aware I will be missing some legends from back in the day, but... I didn't want to have to go too far back, and to be fair, I only want to talk about people that I knew what their actual weapons were. If by a gosh darn miracle, any of the players I mention happen to be listening to this episode of The Sideline right here, right now, I just want to throw out a PSA to ask that you please consider making a comeback, even for just a week. Please and thank you. I would greatly appreciate it, and I'm sure a lot of other people would as well. <laughs> Okie doke, with that being said, my alpha female retired tennis player would have Lindsay Davenport's serve, Anna Ivanovich's forehand, Lee Na's backhand, Caroline Wozniacki's speed, and Monica Seles' mental. Good God, get out of town. Like, literally, mentioning Davenport and Seles brings back so many happy memories for me. Growing up, I remember my family and I were, like, obsessed with Monica Seles. I remember going to the practice court and swinging with two hands and, like, seriously contemplating every day going full Seles mode with, like, the grunt and the two hands on both sides and, like, all her mannerisms. I think if her life unfolded a little bit differently, she would have definitely cleared out the record books. 
And on a side note, even before I started working on this episode, I was watching some old Lee Na videos. I think I mentioned it in a podcast before. That's just kind of something I like to do sometimes and watch like old tennis clips and highlights. I mean, I'm sure we all do it. But I was like, oh my gosh, I miss watching her play so much. Like, do y'all remember when she won the Australian Open in 2014 and waxed Ugh, She's a brick wall. And her Aussie Open final against Kleisters is still, to this day, one of my favorite matches, too. And Kleisters is another person I really enjoyed watching growing up and looked up to. But I just kind of feel like, I don't know, the, the couple shots that I mentioned here, really, like, this would be a wild retired tennis player. Like, this is solid. This is incredible. Alright, so last but not least, my dream retired male tennis player would have Pistol Pete Sampras' serve, James Blake's forehand, Andre Agassi's backhand, Nikolai Davidenko's speed, and Leighton Hewitt's mental. Listen, come up with a better retired player, I'll wait, because this is, oh my god, no, no, no. Listen, this is out of control. Like, put all these components into the player. This, okay, if this player came to life, they would sweep the big four easy money. Like, there would be Roger Federer who, Novak Djokovic where, Rafael Nadal who, Andy Murray is shaking. Like, how insane was James Lake's forehand? Can we just talk about that for a second? He had, like, the most unassuming take-back, too. Like, it looked so small, so chilled, and then he just unleashed cannons. I never understood where he got all that power from. And one of like, some of my favorite videos to watch are when they do compilations of him bombing forehand returns. There's there's one that I watched earlier, actually getting ready for this episode, and, like, I forget who the video, who else was in the video, but the guy served, and James bombed a forehand return, like, the guy was barely out of his split step, and James was like, you know what, boom, pulverized the ball, like, the MPH that he got on his strokes was not human, I don't get it, what an absolute legend. Well, Sideliners, I think that's going to wrap up my episode for today. I actually had so much fun with this recording. I think it's probably one of my favorite ones that I've done so far. It was just really cool to dive into some nostalgia and obviously do something a little bit different every once in a while. So anyways, I hope you're staying safe and healthy. I know things are starting to open back up and it's a little terrifying (laughs) as much as I'm happy that people are able to be out and about a little bit more. I definitely am a little bit concerned that not many people I've seen are wearing masks and so that's still terrifying to me. But anyways, I digress. I hope you're doing well and staying safe and I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye!